0: On this episode of Movies Rune My Life, Jesse and Devin joined me for a conversation on Star Trek Beyond. But Paula, who's such a big Star Trek fan, would not let it go that she couldn't make it out to be on the panel. So in the second half of the show, you're going to hear this noise. And then you're going to hear Paula.
1: I really wanted to be on this episode because I get really excited about the Star Trek movies.
0: All right, so you're going to hear her transport in and out, add a comment, so let's get going. Alright, so this is Jesse. Live long and prosper. This is Devin.
2: Hi, uh, guys. (laughs) I'm
0: Brandon, and this is our talk on Star Trek Beyond uh unfortunately paula couldn't be with us uh she was supposed to be on the panel today um also james was on the panel this is supposed to be a huge panel because we all consensus like this film i yeah. enjoyed the film yeah. yes so uh it's a it's an endorsed viewing here at mermel um <clears throat> to start things off i guess you want to just do first impressions on the film to get get things rolling yeah jesse you said to me before the uh before we started taping, which was just a second ago, <laughs> if uh, that you thought this was the best film, at least the most, the one that felt the most like Star Trek.
3: Yeah, definitely. The, the first one was definitely the introduction to the crew, the backstory, getting them all there. Uh, the second one was they're still really not a team quite yet; they're just you know team building. And this is the one where it's like, okay, they're a team. They've been doing this for a while. This is the, uh, as you said, the, the monster of the week type story where you have your definitive beginning, got your adventure in the middle, and you got your definitive end, and it's just like a contained story. And it just felt like the same beats as like a classic Star Trek episode, and that's that's why I enjoyed it quite a bit. And uh, I might even say it might be my favorite of the bunch, but I don't know. I'll have to think about that one.
0: Yeah. I, I felt the same. I, I It did feel the most like a Star Trek episode. Uh, or at least the last season, the one that because uh, the last season, like when it came back, was very monster heavy and yeah. it has that feel to it. Devin, your initial thoughts, sir?
2: Um, I mean, we've talked about it a lot, and I, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, I, I, I always hate to give the impression um, that I don't like something mm. when I'm criticizing it out of love,
0: <laughs> uh, not out
2: of out of malice, but. I thought there were a lot of missed opportunities. I mean, we've oh, yeah. we've kind of talked about that that a lot, um, just in terms of like,
0: um. Well, you have the king of speeches in the film. <laughs> yeah, you have, and you, and the only speech he gives is just to Kirk. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, he, I I guess he gives like a pseudo speech when he's like sucking the life out of Sulu yeah. or something. Oh no, out of the, yeah, but out he's of the pretty two much just saying like, down. "Give me my shit," like, "Give me my shit." <laughs> 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 that, that's like, you know, and, and so, yeah, I mean, there, there was that and there was, um, uh, I mean, even, even though it's not like you can call it a missed opportunity, I thought, what a cool way to bring back, um, the Borg, uh, like we had talked about in an interesting way, instead of, instead of, um, this thing just being a, a bioweapon and a fairly like innocuous one at that, like it's contained by like gravity, like <laughs> like you can literally be two feet away from this super weapon that's gonna destroy everything mm-hmm. and you're cool. you're fine. you're good. Like, <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can flip those switches or whatever and and it doesn't matter that you're you're literally like an arm's length away from this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas i I thought it would be really cool. If you make that like you know these are nano robots, and then you know you can have at the end they're kind of like getting into Shelba and he like comes back to life and he's like you know I'm gonna Borg
3: y'all gonna Borg it out yeah because <laughs> it gonna is Borg interesting the fuck out of you.
0: it is interesting in the sense that that you and I know you're a big Borg fan and oh, I but it not yeah but at the same time are you saying Hugh or huge
3: huge
0: okay <laughs> you're not you're not a Hugh fan. No. Uh, <laughs> oh,
2: what?
0: <laughs> Hugh, the 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 uh, the good Borg per se, like the non non assimilating Borg. That
2: was his name.
0: Hugh, yeah. Uh, what a stupid name for a Borg. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Hugh, the Borg.
2: They've all got wiener names.
3: <laughs> that's just the way that it works. He's <laughs> <You, you, Le-Cutis>. Locutus. <laughs> See, Locutus sounds like a you know foreign kind of name. That's yeah. Hugh, that's just a <laughs> regular old name.
0: Well, I think the point is that he goes back to... Or no, who fucking cares? Anyway, formerly or, you were as Barak the Destroyer. <laughs> now you will be known as Hugh of Borg. <laughs> you will be Stephen of Borg. <laughs> oh man. Um but it is interesting because of the the idea that, to introduce a villain from the next generation timeline earlier in the chronology int- introduce them in the in the original to the original crew yeah. storyline which is cool um they've already set the precedent that you can do it you can um interact at an earlier you know junction with uh or in in large scale like you can uh with um with an enemy that's more associated with next generation so that is interesting i also do like what you're saying about the borg and that the technology like we talked about this in the other star trek episode um <clears throat> about how like i i got really into the borg lore and i love the idea that even a piece of the borg uh mythology is missing yeah. so for example like we're species one one five two i think it is which is why we needed james here but in any case <laughs> <fuck> damn <laughs> the i know <clears throat> but um there so they they've encountered however like you know yeah one thousand one hundred and fifty one species previous to us okay cool and even at that, a large section of, of Borg lore is, like, missing. Their history is missing. So, it, like, obviously they existed long before the Federation did. And, and, and they were far out in deep space. So, it, you know, they're and presumably, obviously, they're going out into unknown territory, going into this nebula. So it makes sense to have uh, a villain that maybe they wouldn't have encountered in the original... Uh, series because they, you know, the alternate timeline series has changed everything, and they've actually been able to excel quicker because okay. of technology. That say, for example, Ambassador Spock brought back in the first one, and so forth. So there's there's a lot of interesting stuff there. So maybe in this timeline, it would have even been cool to, you know, have the Borg be that ancient civilization that that he keeps talking about, that Idris Elba like Crawl keeps talking about, and then have it. Um, Exactly like you said, like where he becomes one of them, they come, they find him, or whatever, and it, it would have been interesting. It would it, it would have been a nice fourth film if they decided to go that way. You could have a Borg film because First Contact is definitely the the best of the uh, of the um, next generation films. So you've already kind of made your Wrath of Khan. So if you could turn around and make a First Contact here,
3: that'd be pretty dope.
0: That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, you were saying, Devin.
2: Um, well, yeah, I mean, even the origin checks out with like this this ancient advanced race exactly, that, that exactly. Ha- they built this weapon and they were like, Ah shit guys, like <laughs> we better we better just stop all this and get the fuck out of here like <laughs> and and so even that uh felt very very boring to me. I honestly thought like yeah, that was I thought that's where it was the going. direction to... where it was going in right up until um it just uh like tears that that uh that woman apart like, mm. bit by bit, and then it's like, oh. Like you need a room for this? You can only do one person at a time. <laughs> it's gonna take forever. <laughs> it's like we've uncovered this ancient secret: the handgun. Like, gonna <laughs> destroy the whole universe. One person at a time takes about two to three minutes. One bullet, one brain, one death. Like it, it you know. But but besides that, I mean, it's like really yeah. cool movie. I thought but, um.
0: You're right. Simon
2: Simon Pegg um, was great. Oh, yeah. He he was, uh, I thought, really got a chance in this one. Yeah. uh, Probably because he wrote wrote it. (laughs) This one should have more Scotty, I think.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, it's interesting how he talked about the idea of him interacting with, or that they had a thought of Scotty interacting with a technically savvy person from another race. Like, that was before they ever... Uh, design the Jayla character, they they were like, Oh, I like the idea of Scotty finding someone that is a really advanced engineer just almost accidentally. You know, like they, they just have a proficiency for this inherently. It's not taught, it's not, you know, they haven't gone through a school or anything like that. They're just, they're good at engineering, which is interesting, uh, which makes that character really cool. And we'll get to Jayla in a minute, but yeah, you're right. Scotty is pretty uh pretty good in this film and not played up. I had a problem with that particularly in in uh uh into darkness that I thought Scotty was way overboard some of the time uh and and same with uh with Chekhov, which I voiced in the other episode and uh, you know I feel terrible about it obviously may anton yeltsin rest in peace that's terrible uh terrible
3: tragedy but uh yeah. He actually had a lot to do in this one. Like he was a major Mm -hmm. player in Mm -hmm. it, so it's like, oh shit, that's gonna be a missing element from the next one for sure.
0: Yeah, it's interesting.
3: What do you think the strategy will be there? I mean, not to well, they've already said they're not gonna recast the role.
0: No, why would
3: you? So Chekhov is. uh, Are they
0: going to do one more though? I haven't. Well, that's the thing. I'm not sure if they're
3: gonna even do another one. They probably will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know. It'll be checkoffless,
0: yeah. Like the film is gonna make its budget back. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. But I don't know really... how well it's gonna excel. Like, we have in front of us, we actually have the numbers for uh, it's uh, its opening weekend gross. And I was looking at uh, where are we here? The uh... uh, where is it? Oh, maybe I don't have it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, there it is. So, opening weekend, first film grows 75,000 and change or 75 million in change. Well, 75. <laughs> grand. 75 <laughs> grand, big <Perfect>. bucks. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Into Darkness grows 70 in change. This one uh just shy of 60. Yeah. So, oh, so wow. and it, uh it also is interesting that it also had the largest drop off in its second weekend. Uh comparative to the other films so which is really funny because i also think that this one is going to do better on dvd and on demand sales so i i don't think also having great weather (laughs) right now (laughs) is kind of hard and also the fact that like a newborn film opened a week after right after uh and then um a week after that fucking suicide squad opens up and looks like it's gonna break the record for august openings at the box office which we talked about mortal Kombat recently it was a long time holder of the that august, really... august box office record wow. yeah
3: i know it's come a long way <laughs> have we well, not really nope.
0: <laughs> but yeah so it's interesting it, it, uh i i kind of want to see a fourth one now and i would like them to kind of rewrite what they what they did and go the way that you're suggesting Devin. maybe we'll get a little bit more into that later on in the in the show, if you want, um, one one thing, and you've already kind of touched on it, that I wanted to ask you about Jesse because, like, the MacGuffin of this film, so to speak, yeah. kind of weak, as Devin already said. Yeah, it, it, was, D- it doesn't matter though. Yeah. Like in the in in a true Hitchcock way, it's a, it, you know you think it's important and then it's not that important, yeah, yeah.
3: but it is fucking weak. In my, it's know? definitely weak. um even the main character, Gisela's character, his, his motivation was kind of weak. They do not really explain it that much. Like, no. Yeah, he was a spaceship captain, starship captain, and then they abandoned him, and now he's pissed off. And that's really it. Like, There's really not much more to it other than he's just angry at them and wants to punish them. Yeah. And realistically, yeah, it's kind of a weak part of the film. But I'm just more interested in like more of it as a just scene-by-scene basis. Like, mm. this is a fun adventure going from one thing to the next. And then battle, like... The stakes were high, but it was kind of like it was mm-hmm. more visually. I thought thought it was interesting in the whole drifting on the uh, turbine or whatever and getting in there and stuff. So yeah, the movie's flawed in certain ways, but mm-hmm. I have had so much fun with it that I just didn't. I just didn't care about any of the, mm-hmm. the issues with it.
0: The other thing, while you're on it, we're bouncing around a lot here, but who oh, yeah. cares? All over. Uh, that uh, you, you you talked about the uh, the one on one scene with uh, with kirk and crawl and i think that that isn't needed i think the logical ending of that film is the you know uh, i can't think of the name of of crawl's ship or or edison's ship because he was still edison at that point but coming up out of the water and and then the other ship running into it. I, I, I like that idea. And then them yeah, yeah. maybe arresting crawl or something like that. Something a little bit more Star Trek.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, maybe leave him on a planet that's going to be destroyed in a week. Yeah, yeah. you know, real real. <laughs> now you sp- think about what you did over here. <laughs> see if yes, put him on Seti Alpha Five. That's what you do. Sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's fine, no problem. <laughs> but in any case, um, I. I I I just felt as though they kind of... That moment was a very... That almost seemed like a... Not a horror trope, but something that seemed very familiar and like felt very natural for him to film it. It actually... uh, It moved really well compared to some of the other one-on-one combat that you've seen. But I I, I dislike... That's one thing about all three of the... the, um, Or rather, not Into Darkness, because the big crescendo is ship-to-ship. But... um, or the big third act, if you want to call it that, but uh, one and three, we'll say, of the alternate sure. timeline films, they're the final act. Isn't or actually, fuck, the second one is too because <laughs> Spock and and fucking and and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. going at it. But yeah, um, they they all end in this one on one hand to hand confrontation, which yeah. seems very much like a slasher kind of thing to me, and I'd, I or or even just like a real like a Star Wars element yeah, yeah. To, to it and that sort of thing it just doesn't feel natural in the kind of group unified universe that yeah. that star trek is supposed to be like the working together for the greater good and all of these things it doesn't seem like that needs to be the out all the time and why I, i'd almost condense the film and and then uh, do something like i would have condensed it and chopped that off and put some of the uh or lended great some of the stuff that lent greater context to crawl uh, to yeah. his backstory maybe it's just because I I totally have a man crush on Idris Elba <laughs> It's like I probably said his name on on Mermel more than any other actor it's just a fun name to of, say well he's one of my Idris favorites Elba. he's one of my favorites he's fantastic and <laughs> everything but uh, yeah it, although I, yeah. I totally thought that he should have been in the jungle books we didn't do a jungle book episode nah. so I'll throw this in uh, I totally thought that he should have been bakira. And that Ben Kingsley should have been Shere Khan. I thought their voices would have been better inverted. Yeah, but I could see that. Whatever. In any case.
3: <clears throat> Actually, one he did a great th- job <laughs> as Shere Khan, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. One funny thing I was telling you down there is I, I, for some reason, Star Trek movies, I don't pay any attention yeah, yeah, yeah. to any of the, the trailers or I watched like the first teaser and that's it. And I knew Idris Elba was in the film, but I totally forgot going in. And the entire time when the main bad guy was on there, I'm like, oh, God, I wonder who's under that makeup. That This guy's pretty cool. <laughs> and then when they showed him like as a human, I'm like, it's Idris Elba, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) So I totally forgot that, and that was a nice little surprise, actually, halfway through that, hey, there he is. But I just would have liked that whole thing a little
0: bit earlier. Yeah, definitely. I I would have liked the, particularly the, there's a couple of things I would have liked to have seen earlier. I would have liked to have seen the footage, not just kind of foreshadowed so the audience knows because we've seen the trailers. Yeah. Uh, Although I do like that element, very kind of like Bond film element sort of thing but i didn't think it raised the stakes us knowing that so i thought it would have been better contextually if if at least ahura knew you could probably chop off some of the 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 prison camp kind of scenes and 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 resort to that because it seemed kind of fit in at the end and then the other thing that i wanted earlier was that moment that he has that crawl has with his ship where he looks out the window and he goes uh, Hello old friend Yeah Because I love that That was a good moment That sure. was a really good moment One of my favorite moments Of him in the film And it's just a split second But yeah. it's so great Because he just looks over Says hello old friend And then continues his mission
3: Yeah And
0: that's it You know
2: well, isn't isn't that typically a second act reveal? Exactly,
3: you,
0: not a you, th- not a usually, third act, yeah.
2: You close up the second act by them realizing, like yeah. like that yeah. that's that's like a standard thing, yeah. isn't it?
0: Whereas like, this literally happened at, just before the the big one-on-one battle. It felt like they had intended for it to play out a little bit quicker than it did, but just because of editing. Like th- this very easily could have been like This there was enough content there to be like a four-hour fucking movie, Uh, you know, which obviously exhibitors would have been fucking livid with. Yeah, (laughs) we're not having any of that. (laughs) But yeah, fans would have loved it, though I'm sure. But yeah, it's so interesting because it it moves along great pacing is good everything but i just feel as though you're you're absolutely right you hit it on the head you said it way better than i did in that elongated fucking spiel devin so y- y- you're right that should have been closer to the end of the second act per se if you're going to treat the film as acts which i did which i didn't think it was per, per se i thought it was a fairly it was more serialized like you were saying jesse yeah just so like... i'll just stop talking because you guys got the shit covered <laughs> it felt more like a star trek episode in that It was it. It felt like a serialized story continuing on, picking up and finishing in logical progressions. But yeah, so interesting. I wanted to ask you guys. Obviously, you've all seen the articles with uh, George Takei's thoughts, both at the recent convention and then at uh, uh, you know when the film first came out. Like right off the jump, there were articles coming out with him talking about how. Even he he loves the idea of there being, um you know, an LGBT character yeah. in Star Trek, but that Sulu has very heterosexual traits.
3: Yeah, in the original series, he's always like hitting on girls, Uhura, and giving them the eyes yeah. and stuff, and yeah, I I agree with him. It's it's like it's totally cool. Yeah, make a gay character, and that's that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But. It's so forced. The fact that they made Sulu gay, like we for all,
0: one moment, yeah, for, for like, oh
3: scene. look, he has a husband, and then you never see him. You see him one more time at the end of the movie, and it's just kind of like an afterthought. Yeah, and like, yeah, if it was a character that they clearly hasn't shown their sexuality in the previous series, but yeah. in the show, he's definitely a straight man. Yeah, and you know, the, the, it's a different timeline, but you know, the whole timeline isn't going to change Sulu's sexuality for no reason. So, mm-hmm. I so yeah. glad Devin.
2: Uh, no, oh. no. I, I, <laughs> I thought you were going no. <laughs> to say something. <laughs> yeah. uh, one funny thing. uh enjoying those ginger cookies.
3: One funny thing George Takei said on, uh he's on the Howard Stern show one time. This is when he first came out and Howard Stern was talking about it. He's like, Mr. Sulu is not gay. George Takei is gay. Yeah. <laughs> so he straight up said it, like, Sulu yeah. is not gay. Yeah. And uh, he's totally supportive, obviously, of there being a gay character in Star Trek. And mm-hmm. that's cool. They should have introduced a character that's gay, but... But yeah, just, it felt so forced, the fact that they made Sulu yeah. Gay. And uh, yeah, so I, I agree with the... the and K. I like on. what
0: he said um, on... Uh, I can't remember what, where it was. Actually, you know what? I think it was an article in the Hollywood Reporter, but I could be wrong on that. I'll try and find the article and put it in the show notes. But uh, I liked what he said about um, when he had had a conversation with Gene Roddenberry about the idea of having a gay or lesbian character on the show or a, even a pansexual character on the show, it was interesting that he said, we've already pushed so much with the episode that, that Kirk kissed Ahura. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be played in a lot of cities in, in in the South and so forth and affected ratings. And at this point, I just don't want the show to be canceled. Yeah. I want that. But if I do, if I am able to do it, I want to write it in in a way that seems fluid for the series. Um, And then, and I love that George Takei, when I, when I heard him or when I, sorry, it wasn't a video interview. I was reading it (laughs) when I read uh, him him explaining that story. The next quote was, um, if you're going to do a gay character, you have to embrace the spirit of the universe that Gene Roddenberry created. And I love that. I love that his his uh, understanding, that Takei's understanding of the universe that he spent much of his life working in, yeah. creating a character in, yeah. is so important to him that that he wants everything from from just this even the sexuality of a character to seem 100 percent genuine Definitely. and i thought that was more important and i think that's being overshadowed by the these like articles of like TK wants Sulu to be straight and stuff like that that's not the point yeah. the point is that he wants the universe respected and honored in the way that it it is by the fans and the, the other actors and so forth it, it involved in it. And it's so interesting. Yeah. I
2: think they should. The easier uh, step to take, because it already kind of fits into his character, is to make Kirk Pan. Kirk pansexual? I could just, I could see that. <laughs> it's got a hole, man. I'm there. He see, <laughs> seems Kirk. like a real horned dog, so <laughs> yeah. you know, it's <laughs> he's into anything, really. Some some like big like blob of bubbles just like comes out of his bed. Ooh, there's stalks, an orifice like, there. I see. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the male of their species. Like, it don't matter what that was. <laughs> it's all the same in the dark.
3: <laughs> Here we go, into darkness. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's that character on Doctor Who, um, Characters, but he's a pansexual space captain and he's just going around. And...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's, yeah, he the... was real uh, prominent in the Eccleston, uh, yeah, yeah. Run, help me out here. Oh, and he's uh, he, he doesn't uh, he doesn't die, he just lives forever. I
3: can't, I can't think of, I can't remember the characters now. Yeah, I've only seen a bit of Doctor Who, but and then he he's in the spinoff, yeah, he had his own, yeah, he has his own show,
0: yeah, he's in the spinoff as well.
3: Which is, oh, man. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not Doctor Who guys here, yeah. we're Star Trek guys. Well, I am a, I am a <laughs> I, Who guy, yeah, but it's watched, your fault, Devin, so you should be yeah, able to no, answer this. I
2: watched through a, a lot of it. but Captain Jack
3: Harkness. Yes! Oh, there it okay. is. Okay. So anyways, I could picture uh, Captain Kirk being like that, just going around, and whatever happens, happens, you know. Mm-hmm. It's lonely out in space. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, yeah, he says it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Only three years into this shit. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so to go back to the MacGuffin for a second here of the the ancient weapon and so forth, the opening sequence, which is becoming <laughs> like a um, a signature of of the these alternate timeline films, was interesting. How he's offering up this weapon to this other species, yeah. and uh, and and they're very you know, just negative inherently. Uh, Why don't they want it? What's wrong with with it? (laughs) (laughs) And then of course they come, they come after him and it reveals that they're actually tiny. Yeah. They're all like a foot
3: tall and he's kicking them and shit,
0: which is cool. But my problem with that scene is that they, they, they uh, beam three of them onto the ship, two yeah. or three of them onto the ship, and then you see one of them at the end in a Starfleet uniform.
3: Yeah, they're keeping it as a pet or
0: something. Well, <laughs> yeah, and they're just like you didn't return that th- <laughs> that guy to his <laughs> fucking planet. Yeah, you kidnapped. An yeah. alien in life yeah. form, you, you, know, you are the bad guys. <laughs> like you're totally what crawl is fucking saying. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> that was kind of ridiculous. It's yeah, it's hilarious. Like you know, presumably you're supposed to assume that that he was offered he or she no no he has a key name and it's like Bob or something but whatever <laughs> or like Mike but in any case <laughs> it's like Hugh <laughs> Mike the Borg <laughs> but yeah so it, it's it presumably you're supposed to assume that he was offered yeah uh, you know do you want to join Starfleet or do you want to go, go back to your, your people and he's like yeah totally yeah Starfleet. Sure. but I'll hang out here but they don't they don't frame that, which obviously they don't have time. It's not like a TV show where you have however many episodes to set that up. But it is interesting because it, it kind of says Crawl's right yeah. a little bit. A little know. bit,
2: yeah. Well, they were a little bit too much focused on on humor in, in that intro, on just like just yucking it up. And Kirk, it, it just kind of showed him to be not that good at his job, didn't it? <laughs> like, yeah.
3: He's I actually he's wanted to really ask you guys about that. When
2: they're like, "Oh, well, what's wrong with it?" He's like, "Uh, I, I mean, nothing. Not nothing is wrong with like, it's
3: fine. sort your shit out yeah, before you James,
2: go in man. Yeah. yeah, James T
0: Kirk would be, totally be like, "You know, <laughs> Well, there's nothing wrong with it?" Yeah, <laughs> immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no thought <laughs> and he would have like a huge yeah thing like what he did to or uh, what he did to uh, not uh, not Khan to um, Christopher Lloyd in the third one.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: or or even to Khan, where he like gets out his glasses and he's looking at the <laughs> looking at the computer console. It's <laughs> like just give me a moment, you know. It would be very much like that, but whatever. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 Star Trek is great for humor. It felt like Star Trek humor, but yes, you are right. And that was something else that I wanted to ask you guys: Is it just me, or between the three films, is it? Like when Sulu takes the con, he's so much better than Kirk.
3: You yeah, know? he's he's very apt at what he does. Yeah, like when when fucking you know,
0: and and like props to John Cho. Like I I love him as Sulu. Yeah, he's great. He's no Takai or, or Take, Sorry, I just pulled the fucking Shatner there. <laughs> Takai. My name is Takay. But um, Takay is gay. That, that's how I remember how to pronounce
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs>
0: well yeah so it, it's so it, like it, it's so interesting that in the first movie you know the whole um surrender now or you know uh and then uh kirk the line from kirk you know remember not remember, remind me not to mess with you that whole thing and then in this film again he, he's a great captain you know w- when he takes the con and fucking kirk just runs off like a spaz and it's so interesting because again it, like you said devin it just doesn't seem as though kirk in this universe even though kirk was a renegade in 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 the in the original series and in the films um he was very his aptitude was was incredibly apparent you know and in this these films he he does seem he seems more the uh, the benefactor of circumstance than someone who truly excels, you know, which is also, I guess, it, it, it lends more to the whole ensemble cast element of things. But I just can't help but feel that if anyone's looking over these captain's logs and listening to like <laughs> the black box or whatever the equivalent <laughs> is and stuff, they're going to be like, holy fuck, you know, swap this around, <laughs> you know, so we'll lose the new captain. Yeah, but in any case, yeah. Oh, my. Or, or, or Spock. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Um. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I did get a little excited when uh, when Sulu took the captain's chair, because uh, doesn't he do that in one of the earlier movies? Or just, yeah, yeah, he, he is a, a captain. He's straight up a captain in one of them, right? Yeah. He leaves the crew, and he's got his own ship, and then they reunite. I remember there's always a rumor that there was going to be a show where it's like his show, or he's the captain. yeah. I'm, I've yeah, always yeah. wanted that, so... Pretty much any time you see him in the captain's chair, it's like, yeah, all right, dude, you, you go get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I like that moment for sure.
0: And I also like that he, from the very first moment uh, that you meet him, he has this incredible humility in the new timeline and in the original, but more so in the new timeline. There's a lot more humility in the character, um, but uh, as opposed to, he still has the same confidence that that of the sulu we know yeah. so there that is a is an interesting new look at a character more so than the kirk from you know perspective for me because it's the same character but with more chinks in his armor and i like
3: that that was the wrong choice of word
0: <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> I didn't even think of that, so that one's on you, man. I thought a really, <laughs>
2: sorry, a really excellent opportunity oh, uh, to reinstill some faith in in uh, Kirk as a good captain would have been during that initial fight. Um, that I thought that was that was another kind of missed opportunity because mm-hmm. that scene was just kind of like it was it was like a um, no contest, you know, mm-hmm. just like totally fucking destroyed that enterprise mm-hmm. and even like everybody's ejecting and they're immediately getting caught and it's like they still keep ejecting like what do you we don't do that <laughs> and then and then like your your five key story characters wait until the very last second to eject and they're perfectly fine mm-hmm. well why couldn't he have just made that suggestion or why couldn't like why couldn't he have thought of something to just buy them a little bit more time even, you know, mm-hmm. like, I mean, they can all end up getting caught in the end, but, but, um, it's literally like
0: he, shooting out of the, he, out of the, like, escape pod and just immediately being captured by a ship. real helpless
2: shit. And, and he's just sitting there, like, just panicking, basically. He mm-hmm. fucking goes and gets the, the ancient the weapon thing that he does, he doesn't even know until somebody says that that's what they're after, right? Yeah. And, and, um, And and so his his like grand like you're a pretty good captain move of the movie. Is basically just giving it to that um, that hand on head lady, um, <laughs> and, so that she can hide it, and then and that doesn't end up working out anyway. Yeah, she ends up just giving it right to him as soon as they kill like one person. Yeah. Not even they just
0: threaten <laughs> Sulu because <laughs> she yeah. doesn't see the the other thing with the, the life force sucking machine. She's yeah, not privy yeah. to that. Just Sulu and Ahura uh, are.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's just it it seemed like that whole. That whole situation, Kirk should've had something. Like and and um and I, I like that they really focused on the rest of the crew. Like like um Scotty had, had like a bigger part in that mm. whole um uh destruction scene where they're trying to um to rig the the warp core into the yeah. impulse drives or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you some, got it. Some like kind of nerd shit or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was the some, impulse drive. Some kind
2: of nerd shit that I don't have any idea of the specifics Quantum of because I'm and... a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I know. Warp drive connecting to the impulse engines. <laughs> 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 I, know, of course. I, I know absolutely what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, like... It seems like everybody else was doing their job, and Kirk was, was just kind of running into the shit. Sulu,
0: you handle this. See you later.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, leaves control of the bridge, Tells, gives Scotty a mission. Spock was doing something cool. Yeah, Why? by
0: the way, I'll stop you right there just for a second, with the Spock was doing something. They send their uh, second officer, or their first officer, and their fucking head physician... physician down to the level <laughs> where the fucking, uh, the, like, incursion on the ship is happening. You've just had your fucking nacelles torn off of the ship. <laughs> There's how many people injured and dead. And it's like, oh, okay. Let's send the fucking doctor right into the war zone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With no weapon. Spock with, like, this little, little fucking... Pistol. <laughs> yeah. Phaser pistol phaser thing. Thingy. Yeah. Like a hair dryer. Yeah.
1: You
0: know, <laughs> and and it, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it only made sense when Sulu was like, "All right, I'm in. Uh, it's my show now." They got
2: lots of guns for a science vessel too, don't they? Mm. There were a lot of people like just yeah, it was ready like security. To do what you're yeah. gonna do, and then, <laughs> then they're just like <laughs> ripping Everybody out shots. Guns. They're ripping
3: guns right out of the wall. Like, <laughs> yeah. things are opening up and laser rifles are coming out. I, I
0: love in the third act too, and they're like, We're you know, when Scotty goes, We're not a military agency. Oh yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wanna bet.
0: Because I seem to recall a lot of people with guns.
2: Uh, like um I I remember in first contact when they first brought out that like that phaser rifle thing, mm. like that you hadn't seen before and like that was was like you know They They had like. Did they do the Terminator fucking spinning
0: shotgun reload? I would love that. I
2: I remember (laughs) there being a lot of upset about that because it's like, oh, well, you know, this movie was all about action and fighting and stuff like that. And like, they're a science vessel.
0: Yeah. Uh, Have you seen Star Trek Beyond? (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. Yeah. Uh,
2: Uh,. that being said, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. i yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to be Good a, movie. I'm just <laughs> quite enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Like, it, it seems as though critics overall and and fans enjoy it. Like, it's at 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I always do that. I always singular, singular tomato. I don't know why. One single tomato. <laughs> yeah. One tomato. I think that's the name of the website. Um, 7.5 on IMDb right now, uh, Metacritic. Critic is at sixty eight percent, so like g- g- good scores. Yeah,
3: it's definitely well reviewed.
0: Yeah, uh, domestic gross one one hundred and twenty million, I think, right now. So f- it's been out two weeks. I think one hundred and seventy six and change worldwide. So you know, it's it's almost made its budget back in two weeks, which is pretty solid at the time of this recording. <laughs> uh, you know it. I'm kind of hoping for a fourth. Like, this one was strong enough that that we should get one more in the alternate timeline series.
3: I would just love if they made one of these, like, every two to three years. Mm. Here's Mm -hmm. another episode of this uh, this series.
0: Especially, and we're going to get into it later, now that we are getting a new Star Trek television show. Ah, yes. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Let's take a little break, though. We'll come back. We'll... Uh, talk a little bit about some of our favorite characters and our favorite scenes when we come back. Is that cool?
3: Sounds good. Sweet.
0: Okay, so complete transparency, we didn't have an episode planned for Suicide Squad. But because you guys keep bugging us, asking us what we think of the film, we're going to fit it into the schedule and next Wednesday will be suicide squad so we hope you'll join us then
1: like a lot of things in the movie that don't make sense um you just go with it you just accept it but i think that's part of the new um kind of feel of you know the jj abram star trek it's just like it's just magic it just works like just go with it whereas i think regular star trek uh, movies like the older ones that would have given you more of an explanation as to what it is and how it works mm-hmm. you know in like star trek lingo mm-hmm. as yeah it's it, it would have gone deeper but that was something that um yeah that i didn't i didn't like that very much but for the most part I think they're doing a really good job considering they could have they could really be messing these movies up. They could be terrible. Mm-hmm. To be honest, they really could. <laughs> but hey, they're pretty good.
0: Are you lads ready to rock and roll? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, totally.
0: All right. So we're back. And one thing I wanted to mention to you guys cuz I had it here written down. I was thinking I was thinking about it last night. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted to mention it to you gentlemen. Uh, there's a scene in the film where, uh, like after after McCoy and Spock get on the one of the alien ships and 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 are riding down to the planet, and then they crash, and uh, then Spock reveals that he's injured and whatnot yeah. and so forth, and 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 uh, they the whole exchange: "You're going to bleed out, or 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 if I, you know, can't get it out." Blah blah. blah. So, um, my favorite thing about that is that fucking Bones goes if i remember correctly vulcan's hearts are where their livers are and then spock has to be like yeah that's right yeah <laughs> yeah that's totally you're the fucking doctor man and like
3: i feel like he yeah you know that for
0: sure yeah you know that for sure like he literally in 5 he he sees a woman in the hallway for like 2 seconds and gives her a pill and cures her of everything <laughs> It's, you know, look like,
2: it's like a uh, um, future medical bracelet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like my liver is where my heart should be, and my heart's where my liver should be, and I've got three lungs, and there, there's like my digestive tract is a straight line like, I eat yeah. rocks to crush up my food <laughs> and so you'll look at the badge be like okay like I've got it Oh yeah, because how are you going to memorize all that come on yeah. <laughs>
0: like, you're criticizing him like like he's not a... <laughs> but Bones has it's... always been like much like Kirk in the original uh, timeline very proficient and literally like everywhere that they go Bones is telling them about everything that can happen to no, them this is... but this one fucking time about Vulcans it's not even like a Species that they don't run into. It's Vulcan. Yeah. There's one on the crew. <laughs> There's yeah. one on the crew. Like, you're telling me that he hasn't had a checkup? Somewhere. Ever? Somewhere. Like, never. No no Spock, turn your head and cough shit? Like, somewhere.
3: Oh, I'd in love to see that scene.
0: <laughs> it's in Some, the uh, bonus feature. would love it. This doctor's <laughs>
2: collection is a series of like 800,000 individual medical journals about each species that you might have to encounter and fix. So I don't fucking blame him if he if he mixes up Vulcans for fucking Romulans or something like well, that. They, He's like, no, that's the same. Liver hard. The which one is that? Like They're the same. Okay. They're well. cousins.
0: That would be the same thing. You couldn't mix those up. One's got bigger eyebrows, I think. Yeah. <laughs> well one just doesn't trim their eyebrows. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
1: no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. In any case.
0: Um I just wanted to point that out because I just thought that was yeah. weird. Another moment like, you know, the, the just it was good because it was a humor moment that led to the horse shit line you know which was a great moment for spock
2: but in the the original movies he makes that comment about the barbarism of like uh 20th century medicine. yeah 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 <laughs> Like to cure what is it, Spock's the fucking... actual... <laughs> Inquisition? To cure box like uh, a stomach wound, he just fucking heats up a piece of metal. All right, just, here it's...
0: we go. oh <laughs> well, you gotta cauterize it however you can. Well, yeah. If but he was on the exactly... Enterprise, he'd just be like, "Get in the machine."
2: You'd you would think <laughs> if if the phaser can you know has settings for stun and. You know, fuck up, then. <laughs> then maybe
0: set phaser to fuck up.
2: He should probably have like a little laser scalpel or something that he carries around with him. You know, like you would think there'd be something. Small accidentally that turns on in his pocket. Facilitate <laughs> his job.
0: Oh yeah, okay. I see your point. I see your point. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, there. Uh, uh, it's just the whole scene played uh, played real weird. I don't know. It was fun though. All right, um, you want to do a round of favorite characters, gentlemen? Sure.
3: All right, Jesse, you want to go first? Uh, I definitely liked uh, Love Bones in this in this uh, episode or movie. As it yeah, were. they really upgraded he really, him to like yeah, he was a major player. He had a lot mm-hmm. great lines, um, he kicked a lot of ass, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah.
0: That final sequence where you um, where you see all of the crew getting together, I find it interesting that you have Kirk. On screen and it's a it's a close-up and then again you know it's just a headshot closer uh, same proximity with spock and then same proximity with bones they're all on an equal like subconsciously when you see that shot they're all on the same uh, of, of the same importance and then as the camera um like cranes up then everyone else joins in yeah, yeah. so it's like here's your three stars here's everyone else <laughs> I find that interesting, yeah. So, and Bones is great, you know. Like Sean said in the uh, the other Star Trek episode, it's it's like the role was written for him. It, oh, he's perfect. You know, he's like
3: couldn't be more perfectly cast. Yeah. For perf- sure. yeah.
0: Are they making <clears throat> another Dread? Have we heard yet?
3: I've heard so many rumors. I've oh, heard they're going to make a Netflix show, and I've heard like this and that, and just fan petitions and all that shit. And I love Dread. Oh, uh, he yeah. was. Fantastic. I would love to see a show or a movie or any. I would just love to see anything in that yeah. world again. And he was great as a,
0: a villain in Red. He was really good, and he I was uh, he was a he was a born villain as well. So yeah, he, he gets around. Gets around. He does his thing. He's good, man. In any case, Devin, favorite character.
2: Um, like I was saying before, I really liked Simon Pegg in this one. Yeah, I thought um he wrote himself very well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gave himself some, some really good lines. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just it was it was um. Engineering had more to do with shit than it did before. Yeah, I mean, um, in previous movies, it seemed to just be where problems are happening, not really where solutions are coming from. Mm. Um, would have been nice to, um, you know what we what we've already said about the whole fight yeah. sequence for their for there to have been some hope. Yeah, um, there would have would have been nice. Um, but but yeah, I mean, even once he once he gets down to the planet. And like uh, Jayla beats the hell out of those three guys that try to jump. Yeah. I love that scene. three guys, too. (laughs) They're
1: another
0: species. Yeah, but are are these guys
2: not just wandering this planet? Like
0: yeah, that's we're what gonna find some guys rough up and yeah. bully.
2: <laughs> but you would you would think that there would be some some kind of a unified resistance they could put together if there's just dudes walking around <laughs> just mugging people. You know, it's like, all right, guys, how about we get off the planet? Like, oh yeah, yeah, all right. That sounds like a guy, <laughs> that, yeah. that beats waiting around in the woods for somebody to come <laughs> every like hundred years or so and then beating them up for their stuff,
0: <laughs> <laughs> which he didn't even have anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we're just going to beat him up because fuck him. (laughs) Fucking nerd. (laughs) You're on our planet now. Well, isn't it those other guys' planet? Yeah. Fuck you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's ours until they show up. Hey, this guy's talking shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, when that fight happens and Jayla beats the hell out of those three guys Mm. and Scotty just like... He growls. She growls and then he growls. (laughs) That
3: was a good moment.
2: It was, it was, it was pretty good. I, I, I liked, um, I, 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 like, I didn't think it was, um, it was that much of a departure from the, the previous films. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's, he's kind of had that, that, um, uh, momentum going for him. So yeah, I'm not surprised yeah. that it was like a fairly, yeah. you know,
0: he wasn't just comic relief though, in this film. I agree. Yeah. yeah. There was more to his character. Certainly. I also found very interesting, uh, with with scotty um his interactions again to go back to the the original series are or actually no the better example okay you remember that episode of uh next generation where they find scotty in that time rift thing or whatever or in the machine like he's stuck in that fucking uh like stasis and and then he he and Jordy have that great scene at the end, or, or is it at the end of the episode, or closer to the end, where where Scotty's like, oh, do you ever just like keep everything at like seventy percent and, <laughs> and then tell the captain that he uh, you know you can't do it, and then come through right at the end? Jordy's yeah. like, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's a crazy thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, well,
1: how, he's like, how long is it going to take? It's like four hours. Would you tell the captain? He's like. Four hours like, oh laddie, you don't tell you don't tell the captain what it's really gonna take. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny.
0: And I liked how in the other films he did do that. Yeah. And then in this film, because like like immediately uh you see the like the nacelles fucking are gone (laughs) so then you see this fucking panic on his face like oh shit i actually have to come up with a real solution (laughs) (laughs) like i can't just kind of fudge this i can't do it i don't have the power (laughs) like i legitimately can't do it (laughs) (laughs) oh wait (laughs) i know how to do this stuff i so I, i like that a lot he was good um I've been sitting here kind of mulling it over because I don't want to pick uh Crawl because I always pick Idris Elba's character whenever he's in a movie. Uh and also there's the, the first uh exchange that he says in English is a very Dances with Wolves kind of moment for me. Like I've said off air to you Devin that I can't stand watching Dances with Wolves because of the the first uh interaction, you know, the he say he say you you're speaking perfect english <laughs> you're just stop you're just repeating the last word from the last <laughs> sentence again to start the next sentence it's it's perfect english and it's the same thing with the exchange uh, the very first exchange that Kroll has with Ahura, where he's just like uh i know of the federation okay yeah you said uh, i know english <laughs> <It's> great perfect <laughs> But, like, he's, he's trying to do it as though he. I, I, I haven't spoken English in a very long time. I mean, I have not spoken English in a very long time.
3: I'm assuming it's his first language, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you just forget all of it? Like- yeah.
0: The interesting thing, too, is that, uh, and we talked about this in another episode, I believe, uh Idris has such a beautiful rhythm to everything he does. It's what makes him so captivating. It's what when when we say like the king of speeches, when he says like, you know, we're canceling the apocalypse and all this shit, he says it, uh, he has this beautiful meter to his delivery. And I think very much that is from his comprehension of music, like being a DJ, you know, and spinning music and and it, it... it comes through in his understanding of pacing and 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 rhythm and so forth. So it's very hard um, to lose that, you know. When it, it's like telling someone who is a you know a champion, I don't know, gymnast or something to you know, well, can you fall over and make it look natural? It's it's very hard because yeah. your your sense of equilib or your equilibrium in general, your sense of like. A, uh, of equilibrium is is very you know even and so like same thing happens I find with a lot of people who have that beautiful meter to everything very musical yeah. rhythmic like everything is is perfect uh, it's very hard for them so i'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick Idris belt, but not because I don't think his performance was great because I don't think that the the, uh, the the twist was great with his character, so I don't think a lot of the emotional payoff was soon enough. And I also um, I think that it was silly of them to try and make him not speak great English. Yeah, because he does, and, and it's I'm not saying he's not an actor that can do it. I'm just saying if you do it in one scene, he's not going to put a ton of time into focusing on that. He's going to develop character traits. Not yeah. you know he's not going to spend a week and a half working on how to say one fucking line. So. Because the focus wasn't there, I, it weakened his performance. Um, so, I'm actually going to go with Zachary Quinto. I'm going to go with Spock. I I liked him a lot in the first film. I didn't care about him that much in the second film because of that last sequence, the hand-to-hand combat sequence, and also I've I've always been on the fence about how much humanity he has because it's all it should be the balance to the other side for me. Um, there's he should be human because he's part human, but it should be he should still be more Vulcan. And I feel like in this film he found it. He found uh, the, the perfect balance, the exchange where he's talking about um, that it's only logical that uh, I should continue on, like you know, procreating with a Vulcan so that I can you know grow the species yeah. and whatnot. Uh, and then <clears throat> when he learns of uh, Spock's death, which it's a beautiful moment and I love how they did that. And I, I'm going to have to check on the star dates because it may even be like legit, like his actual birthday and passing. Could but uh, it, it was a very nice uh, memoriam to Leonard Nimoy, yep. who we all love. Um, but I love his choices as an actor, how he dealt with that moment. I love the scene where uh, so many individual interactions were perfect for him just perfect emotional beat uh it, it's it was the first controlled performance of spock that i've seen in the alternate timeline films uh, especially the moment where he reveals of course that he basically has a tracking device on Ahura. Yeah. i love that <laughs> <laughs> that's a great moment because he he you get that realization from him that he hasn't you know and you get the eyebrow the classic yeah. eyebrow and all these things so it felt very uh, it was um I felt so connected to him, even with less screen time in this film. So it was great. Those are my choices. Yeah.
1: So I love Spock's character. I mm. think they're doing a really good job with uh, showing us young Spock. Uh, he's a little bit softer than the older Spock. He's still figuring things out. I think it's it's done very very well. I thought it was very funny that uh, that Spock had given his girlfriend the radioactive Vulcan necklace. Mm. Um, that basically was a a tracking device, right? But it's funny because if you look at Spock's character, like, you would never think that he would have had a girlfriend and given someone gifts, and, like, that just wasn't him. So I love that the young Spock is like that. I I just find that very interesting, the way that they've written uh, his character. I really like that they brought in a new character. So, for example, the character of Jayla, she was a very interesting character because it was she was different from everyone else, and you it just got the feel like she was all of a sudden part of the group. Like, they brought her in really well. Actually, I'm surprised at how quickly they trusted her, considering that they were just uh, sabotaged. You would think that they'd be a little more on edge. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it's Just I found that a little bit odd, but that's okay. She was a really cool character. I've been researching it like crazy, and apparently this is kind of a thing that a lot of people are looking up, like, so what is Jayla, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like, they don't really say it, and I think what's going to happen is in the next movie, they're going to maybe dive deeper into that, because she's, she's going into Starfleet Academy now, right? I think she's coming back. I mean, she talks about her family, she doesn't tell you where she's from why she was traveling why they you know why they really ended up there like they crashed or they were abducted or whatnot but she doesn't explain anything about what her family was doing and why they traveled together like where's her ship she found the enterprise but like where was their ship right like was Mm. it like blown up like so there's a lot of things that i think um were left empty for that reason
0: do you want to immediately go into favorite scenes? Because we're running a little bit on the long side. Sure. We went a little bit ranty in the first... Uh, Ranted a bit. Yeah. Devin, you want to kick us off this time? Um, favorite scenes?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, from the moment I saw that kind of... That that city with all the rings and stuff like that leading towards the central point... Uh,
0: York uh, Town. Yeah, I was like... Oh, I was I like, I
2: wonder what happens in the center of that thing. Something cool is going to happen in <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> And and then they delivered. And I I don't know. I mean as much as, as I mean you have already been over the the problems with, with the the ending, but I still liked like uh Oh the just, chase um, was fantastic. Yeah, and just just like um doing the, the underwater gravity loop around yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and stuff cool. like that. Oh it yeah, was, yeah, that was great. It was it was a really cool uh, Really cool, just, just kinda like final set of scenes. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. the fight and the the um like you said before, the Enterprise just kinda pulling
0: up and, and just, just like man. getting ready right another great way. Sulu moment. Yeah, yeah. Hang on to something. You know, because that's <laughs> such a like a, it's such a cliche cliche line. Everyone says it but uh it it played perfectly because of that.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know.
0: Because he knew everyone took their fucking seatbelts off, you know. yeah,
2: But um but yeah, I I liked that. I liked that, um, uh, that Inter Selva finally had a chance to do something.
0: <laughs> like yeah, I know. Like <laughs> like I'm all I, I'm completely fine with you throwing a bunch of money at him. But if you're gonna have him there, like
2: I didn't even give me um, some I give him some so. time. I think we must have talked about it beforehand at some point. But I didn't even actually know. Uh, I I hadn't paid attention to any of oh, the like um, the yeah. stuff leading up to it. Uh, I didn't know that Idris Elba was in this movie. And then... Um, yeah, it was a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like the right near the very end, uh, they watch the video and, and it's like him just like... Yeah, and he's got like, his British accent and everything and it's, that's, it's great. <laughs> and I, I was like, "Oh man, like that's weird. Like mm. um I wonder why they're bringing Idris Elba into this. It's not as if like <laughs> <laughs> like you know, this spaceship was lost like a couple couple what, like 100 years ago. Yeah. Like, I, you know, it seems like you know, a paycheck for nothing, right? <laughs> like just give this part of like the guy on the captain's log <laughs> to fucking anybody. Like yeah. why are you giving it to Idris Elba? And then uh you finally see him with the yeah. the little bit lumpier head yeah. <laughs> walking out of uh the crash ship and I was yeah. like, "Oh." Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh I get it know. <laughs>
0: so you yeah. didn't get it with the hello my friend well, or even when they said crawl is edison? No. Oh, okay.
2: No. <laughs> 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 I guess I I kind of just like like I just wasn't really thinking about it, you know. Yeah. Um
0: so yeah, it was it was
2: uh, very very strange experience. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jesse, you want to go next? You want me to go next?
3: Uh, I'll go next. Okay. Uh, I really like the scene with the motorcycle. Mm. You do because it was so fucking ridiculous. Yes. <laughs> that this motorcycle that's been there like hundreds of years <laughs> it just starts right up, starts up no problem, <laughs> and it's like just like the one my father had and everything, and <laughs> yeah. it was so g- kind of cheesy and over the top. But that's what I liked about it because yeah. Star Trek is cheesy and over the top, and yeah. he's you know crazy music and it's like yeah just the whole distraction scene and shit so i, I enjoy that quite a bit mm. and uh yeah some people said they didn't like it because yeah like they look too much into it like oh that thing wouldn't have started i'm like hey, of course it wouldn't have but it's star trek
1: <laughs> yeah. um like why is there a motorcycle on a starship <laughs> what like what is that it's, it's yeah it's just purely there for kirk to use as a Uh, distraction afterwards, but it's like, what? Why? It got a little ridiculous. Like, when he flies through the air and she's falling, and, like, they... Okay, first of all, that's not how transporters work. You have to lock onto the person's pattern. Touching her wouldn't transport her automatically. They don't have her pattern. Yeah, that bothered me. That was not good. He barely touched her hand and he was already starting to be transported. Yeah. So, like, technically that shouldn't work.
3: So... That I liked, and um, yeah, just the entire opening battle um, with they their first attacking the ship, uh, yeah, the crawls guys. That was just really well edited and really well done. It had issues as we all talked about, yeah, but, but just, like the pacing and everything, and just you know, I like the design of the, the ships. design of the ships and yeah, it was cool. when
2: uh, when they first appeared, I thought like, oh, it's going to be something that's like cloaking. Yeah, or mm-hmm. something like that. I was like, "Oh, it's it's whatever." Is that Romulus? Yeah, the Klingons.
0: Klingons. Yeah, the warbirds have uh, cloaking.
2: Yeah, so I, I was like, "Oh, like okay, it's gonna be just one of these normal Star Trek villains." But then it like splits
3: yeah, off, it splits into a into bunch of different. different. I was like, "All right, all right, mm-hmm. I can and and respect." It's, yeah. and it's like cut off the head, and it all just <laughs> <laughs> cuts the head of the yeah, Enterprise yeah. off. I thought that was cool. So yeah, that's dope. <laughs> all right, am I up? Yep. All right, you guys. I. I
0: I told you guys before this, but uh, everyone listening will be like, what the fuck? Who is hosting the show today? Because it, it's absolutely... In any other film, it would be like my least favorite moment. But somehow in this film, it manages to be my favorite moment uh, is the the fucking radio interference scene. The VHF oh, yeah. blasting sabotage. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful bookend to the f- to the, the trilogy, if it ends up only being a trilogy, uh the classical music line is that classical music i think it is it's is a great line <laughs> yeah. and um i you know i've had a chance to see the film a couple of times now and a lot of the other jokes and a lot of the other uh emotional moments that uh and even a lot of the the camera work that's supposed to drive you to a certain emotion becomes either very apparent or um or just just it, it, it kind of weighs on you if you watch it a couple times that like close to each other, and that's common with anything Star Trek or anything Star Wars, or, like any like space opera kind of stuff. So I'm not n- knocking it for any of that, but it's just uh it, it, it all all of it feels very like hey hey you know this is cool. Um, but there's something special about that moment. It's like a, it's not just like a nudge to the audience. It's like literally the whole fucking cast, crew, the fucking caterers, everyone run out into the crowd, bust through the fucking <laughs> screen, and high five everyone in the audience. Yeah. You know, it's Beastie Boys, some, everybody. Yeah, there's something like there's. It's like it's it's so fucking cheesy. But like you said, that's Star Trek. And and there's something fantastic about uh, even the sound editing in that scene is great. Uh, they they mix and when even when the song is still going and they bust into Yorktown and and you, so you get this uh, um, weird mix. It's almost a little bit perverse of the score. Like it's you know it's like the the. the the audio equivalent of like sour milk or something yeah. it's like, <laughs> uh, like what, what the hell is going on but it, it all works so well it's I'm, I'm sitting here smiling talking about it, it it's it doesn't seem it, it's so strange i can't even comprehend why i like the scene so much because i don't inherently like this sort of thing uh but it's done really well uh the, the everything it's done methodically which is very important and uh, and it's one of the moments that on rewatch, like immediate rewatch. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, watch it a year later or something like that. But on immediate rewatch, for obsessive people like me that have to see things over and over and over again, um, it's it it has really high value, really high value compared to a lot of the other stuff in the film. I feel so, yeah.
3: And yeah, it's funny because a lot of people hated that scene yeah it's, fuck them yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> like they, they said yeah it was over the top and ridiculous but it it, it kind of works plot wise like they even set it up mm-hmm. earlier with the whole uh i think it was loud pop, music public enemy yeah, or something enemy, yeah. and um yeah i know they used the song of the trailer and a lot of people were complaining like well, why was beastie boys in a star trek trailer but then we see the movie well and, because it's in the first yeah, film <laughs> exactly. it's in the first
0: alternate timeline film. Yeah, that's yeah. when
3: he steals the car yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, people. A lot of people are shitting on the whole Beastie Boys connection, but then when they actually fit it into the plot and it actually worked, it was a fun scene, and I I quite enjoyed it.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah haven't, haven't they made that that um, same like um, same vein of joke in in like one of the one of the? They
0: series? made it in the original series, like we talked about uh, in the other episode, because oh, there was something. the there was the fucking uh, uh, episode with Spock with that weird guitar and the space hippies. So. Space evidence. and he was, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, like they've they've made similar jokes and even yeah, you're right. Next generation has a bunch of them too, mm. Mm. so because they don't they, they didn't always have towel pianos and <laughs> space flutes, <laughs> but yeah. So
2: what does Picard play? He plays a flute. He plays a
0: flute, of and he has a he piano like that <laughs> that weird like as as Sean called it a towel piano, but it's like a yeah, it's it's like a I don't know, fucking like cloth xylophone or something but yeah <laughs> and then uh, Riker plays a trombone so, of course of course yeah. so
1: my favorite scene is when they get transported in the old cargo transporter and it's like and they're sore afterwards <laughs> <laughs> because it's an older transporter I thought that was pretty funny yeah. um, so I feel like I just came or from a boy, barn boy, dance boy,
0: So, obviously, uh, Consensus, good film.
3: Yeah. Fun I, film. I enjoyed it quite a bit.
0: Definitely recommend going out and seeing it. Yeah. it. It's it's underperforming comparative to the last two films at the box office, but I think that's very much indicative of the beautiful weather that we're having here, <laughs> uh, and also just uh, people's exhaustion... A little bit with uh, rehashings, but this isn't a rehashing. This is a fresh look, like like you said, Jesse. This is the first one that's kind of like a, a monster of the week kind of episode, right? So uh,
3: it, it's fun. It's yeah. a great film. It's a fun romp.
0: I'd like to quickly switch over to Star Trek Discovery. Now, obviously, uh, the Comic-Con trailer uh, came out uh, at, at Comic-Con. Go for here. Uh, with the test flight footage uh, of NCC 1031, which I love, that it's because he yeah. he loves Halloween. <laughs> it's fucking great. So we our Halloween ship. Also, that opening sequence is very Kubrick. Uh, and I know in an interview he said that he was very, uh, very Kubrick inspired. Loves the aesthetic of 2001, and we're going to see a lot of of that 2001 vibe. Uh, throughout the series, we don't know much about Discovery, but the ship looks fantastic, uh, and it is going to be a a new Star Trek series in the original uh, canon, in yep. uh, after presumably after Voyager. So, okay, that's that, interesting. Which is going to be fun. You know, it's going to be fun to be back in that universe. The aesthetic of the ship I've read is based on the. Um, The drawings done by, I'm trying to think of his name, an artist on, uh, actually that worked on Star Wars. I think he worked on uh, Empire, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, And he, uh, his conception, the conceptual art for this uh, film was based on his art, or for this TV show, sorry, is based on his art for... Uh, the series that was going to or rather that was replaced by the animated series because they were going to do a live action they were going to bring it back in the 70s right so uh, it's interesting and the aesthetic when you look at the ship it looks like what we know a little more than what we've seen in the alternate timeline films which is interesting Um, i'd love to hear your thoughts on this on star trek discovery because even like the name the name is 2001 like yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> like we're all big kubrick fans so i you know it's pretty i'm pretty excited about it what are you what are you guys feeling something um, we've seen
3: so far we've heard so far it's that i haven't read or know too much about it I, I, pretty much everything you said is all new news to me and it, <laughs> and it all sounds cool <laughs> and i mean it's a star trek show of course of course i'm gonna watch it and uh yeah, and the fact that it does take place in the original timeline after Voyager, so it's going into new territory, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity, and uh, I very much look forward to seeing it. Mm-hmm. Now one... Th- oh, sorry, Devin, please. No, I no, thought, no, that okay. was it. I, I'm saying You boat. concur? I yeah. haven't
2: really seen anything. Before.
0: The um, Obviously, although all of the new films, or rather the alternate timeline films, obviously exist in an alternate timeline, there are still the ramifications of the... Events that would have happened in uh, in the original timeline f- that the first film, like the very first film in the alternate timeline series, Star Trek two thousand nine, I want to say, um, kind of kicks off with. So the idea of first of all, Romulus would have to if they've gone that far, we'd have to check the star date. But yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if they've gone uh, that far then Romulus would have had to have been destroyed by a sun going supernova and presumably other f- planets would be affected by like the change of, of uh, you know uh, of that universe so we could see some very different uh, versions of of uh, planets in that solar yeah. system um, and the other thing of course would be um, that uh, space Spock, his lore would be different um because of the fact that he would have disappeared yeah so if there is any remnants of Spock in the other series, they would have to address it as he disappeared into a into a wormhole yeah. or whatever as he was or into a black hole when he was uh extinguishing the the super the sun that had gone supernova uh, which is another problem I have because he he sets up the black hole right and uh the one that he goes through um and and Eric Bana, uh <laughs> mm-hmm. um goes into like goes back in time, so where did the supernova sun go like where did that black hole lead? You just killed somebody, you totally just threw like you just threw a, a like a death machine into another galaxy <laughs> or another time or something if you think about it, I just realize that now. But yeah, or no, I thought about it before, I'm lying. I didn't just realize it now. I just hadn't thought about it in a while. But yeah, interesting. But yeah, it is. it, it will be interesting to see how this... Uh, the chronology of the other films that have come after um, TOS and TNG um, will affect this one. Obviously the chronology of of like Deep Space Nine and Voyager are a little bit more clear and Enterprise, because it's a prequel, don't really yeah, yeah don't really get affected. So even
3: Voyager kind of messed around with like time travel at some point, didn't it? Yep.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Because movie. of but you can do that because he still had the Borg. Yeah. But Voyager obviously put the kibosh on on Borg for uh, for the new series per se, unless they, they figure out a way because Hugh's just, still around. They, yeah, they
2: show that it was <laughs> they showed that it was just the start of like a civil war among yeah. the Borg, and that that's how it was left. It's yeah. just now there's a faction of Borg that aren't. No, that's by the TNG. And they don't like it.
0: No, it's TNG. Yeah, Janeway... Jane. Yeah, Jane. Was,
2: was the fucking leader of those guys.
0: Yeah, in TNG, not in Voyager. In Voyager, Janeway straight up destroys the Borg. So. We're fucked. No, no Borg episodes. <laughs> well, there
3: might be. Yeah, times. yeah. We can.
0: F- no, it's not. It's on the same <laughs> yeah, chronology. True, true. But uh, oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. I was listening to the crossover podcast, which. Uh, uh, our friends up in Barrie and Matt's going to be on an upcoming episode that you're on Jesse. We got to get that going. It's going to be a big sports tournament, sports film tournament. So guys <laughs> keep an eye out for that and check out the crossover podcast if you hadn't heard it, but I love they were talking about, they were doing some comic con coverage and they had a great line where they were like, Hmm, star Trek discovery. I wonder what the acronym for that show will be.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just,
0: you guys can do it at home in your heads. Yeah. yeah figure it out. <laughs> Perfect. Uh but yeah. So uh, you know, shout out to our friends, our Canadian friends up in Barrie, just north of us up to four hundred. So and uh yeah. A little bit of an oversight. Yeah. <laughs> All right, any final thoughts mm-hmm. on Star Trek uh beyond?
3: One thing You're I did uh, the whole th- going back to Anton Yelchin and his tragic passing and everything. I do like how they kind of handled it at the end of the film. I was afraid they were going to do the whole uh, Fast and the Furious thing where they do like a montage of them, and yeah. this is our final goodbye and stuff. It's like no, they just uh, Anton. they ended it exactly yeah. the same way they would. He gets his little shot like everyone else does, and then at the very end they have a little you know cue card saying "For Anton," mm-hmm. but they really could have really cheesed it up by doing the, the as they did in Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. with what's his name there. So I'm kind of glad they they handled it well. Yeah, I, think. I just thought
0: about the Spock one though, the Leonard Nimoy one, and it's beautiful and and I, I like it, but um, he went into an alternate timeline, right? So yeah. the star dates would have to be. I bet you they're the real like his real life because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Because technically, if he he was born, uh. Like, he, he's 30, you know? Yeah. Like, he's like... Because Spock in, in the alternate timeline, he's that age, you know? So it's interesting. So it must be a legitimate... Like, I'll have to check the dates, but I liked it anyway. But yeah. yeah. What they did yeah. with Anton was nice. And it's the first film, sadly, that, like, I, I was very vocal, and I apologize if anyone's offended by that, but I thought that the writers wrote him uh, as a, a bit of an over... Uh, like a larger-than-life kind of comical Russian, and I thought that was a little bit strange um, because I've seen other movies, like he played, uh, uh, he was uh, in uh, A Long Came a Spider, right? He was the, he is Russian, but he's the kid. He's yeah. the, um, you know, the Russian delegate's kid or whatever in yeah. that, right? Yeah. And. And even as a child he, he has the opportunity to play just a normal person. And I always thought that Chekhov seemed even more so like a caricature in this film than or in this film series than than he was in the original. But you know, after I said that I I watched over some of the original films again and was like mm, yeah, oh, no, he's, he's, still, very... <laughs> he's larger than life, so it, but I still I think that this is my favorite of his performance as Chekhov, and it might even be one of my favorite as Chekhov overall, not because he was impactful, but because he was a normal person. Yeah. So that's nice. And he liked, he likes Scotch.
3: Yep. So. Scotch was actually invented by a little Russian lady. Little, yeah, a little
0: old <laughs> Russian lady. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah.
3: Any final thoughts from you, Devin? Huh? Devin Lange? Well,
2: Well, uh, we still have yet to see whether they've dealt with Anton tastefully, because they could very well pull... <laughs> A Fast and the Furious and just, like, hire his brother and superimpose his face <laughs> oh. so that you can have him crushed by, like, two planets coming together <laughs> at the very beginning of the next That's the planet. opening
0: action teaser yeah. is just, like,
2: oh, let's get him out of here.
0: Khan's back. Just... Worm.
2: Sweep it under the rug. <laughs> there we go.
0: Well, yeah, they'll probably just allude to, like, him going off on another Isn't vessel that or something. Just
2: fucking... Like, I feel like they're the only... You know what? I don't even know what is what is most tasteful. Do you just not acknowledge it, which is a little bit cold, I guess, mm. but probably the best, the best course way, of action. Yeah. Do you acknowledge it and he died off screen, which is kind of yeah, you know,
3: that's not good either. That's
2: not a great
0: because then, to then it's got to it be a device that like Kirk's fucked up after letting a bunch of his crew members, including Chekhov, die, or, or do
2: something. you? CG superimposes face onto a stuntman dying horribly in the first 10 minutes of the movie. That's
3: just disgusting. (laughs) Or, or, Or,
0: like, yeah. Or you take snippets. What you do is you take snippets of the audio from other films and other, like, test footage and so forth, and you have him have a conversation over the con with Kirk, you know, that I'm on this other you know vessel or other mission like if they're if they're going with a quadrilogy because all most of the actors are only committed for four films um or at least the big ones in terms of time i'm not saying big in terms of star power but like uh you know pine quinto urban uh zoe saldana uh john Cho, simon pegg like they're only committed for They have the option for another film, I think, on all of their contracts. So if you want to make it a quadrilogy, then you can simply just take some audio and go, you know, oh, Captain, I'm on this away mission, you know, and then that's it. They have scotch on board. I'm very happy. (laughs) Yeah, that's it, right? So They can get around it. They can get around it. Plus, you know, he didn't join the crew until, what, second season of the original series anyway? So, so, yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's really sad that he's not going to be with us anymore, but it's, uh, yeah, I. we must forge ahead and just yeah. kind of remember what he's offered us to this point, which has been some pretty great work. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What was
3: that one um, vampire movie, Jim Jarmusch? Uh, oh. Only, only Lovers Left Alive. Yeah. That was a very cool performance. Mm-hmm. I think I saw that one at TIFF, actually, and uh, he was there for the Q&A, and I remember thinking, this guy's got a promising career ahead of him.
0: Yeah, I even like that, uh,
3: uh,
0: the, uh, the Felicity Jones and him, the, the, um, uh, romantic, not, like, drama that they did, that was nice, he, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but I enjoyed it, and, uh, you know, I, I'm a, we've mentioned Alpha Dog in other episodes, we've mentioned, uh. His stint on uh, Criminal Minds, yeah. <laughs> was cool. Actually, you know, and uh, along him, came a spider as and, a kid. Uh,
3: most recently, Green Room was excellent. Green Room, yeah. Which I also had uh, Captain John Luke Picard in it. Yeah, and
0: uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that film. Not going to lie to you, but it's a good flick. Enjoyed it. I I liked it I just have to point out that obviously I said on another episode that I wasn't I didn't find it super scary or
3: anything so yeah it was was tense yeah had its moments yeah but that's a different uh, that's a different (laughs) battle
0: yeah we've been ranting a little bit here surprise but in any case so I think consensus go out and watch the film Uh, let's see if we can get a fourth we're excited about Discovery any other notes gentlemen before we wrap it up that's about it.
1: Yeah.
3: Good flick. Um, Jesse, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, Yeah, just uh, as I mentioned before, I got that uh, show on Motherboard. It's called Abandonware. Uh, we review obscure old video games. We've got two episodes up right now. Uh, we're discussing a third episode with them, and hopefully we'll, by the time the next episode we record here, we'll have a new episode up. So, cool. So yeah, check out Motherboard Abandonware. Evan, you doing anything interesting? No. All right.
0: Oh man.
2: Meaning kicking <laughs> ass on
0: Evon online <laughs> <laughs> All right. So remember this is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to continue it on with you. So reach out to us this week on social media. We're on Twitter at Mermal Podcast at M R M L Podcast. Uh so reach out to us there. I'm also at not Brandon Fleet on Twitter. Uh you guys want to offer up your Twitters?
3: not available yeah it's like it's <laughs> i have like, one but i don't think i've it's, ever used yeah
0: it. it's like i tweeted you this week and yeah. you you <laughs> replied black hole it just disappeared man <laughs> yeah, i don't know all I'm right not so really check, on the twitter yeah check out abandonware on uh vice's motherboard site and and find jesse through that uh you're terrible at twitter devon
3: yeah you can find me on myspace okay <sighs> Perfect. Get in a time machine, go back to <laughs> <All> 2007, <right. laughs> and you'll find me there.
0: So, so if you're trying to get in touch with uh, Jesse or Devin to tell them off or something, you can tweet at Mermal Podcast. I'll get it to pass them. it along. We'll, yeah. yeah, we'll pass it along. We'll get it to them. Um, you can check out the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, uh, Google Music, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, pretty much every podcatcher, uh, mm-hmm. wherever you listen so we'd love if you however you're listening to us now if you make sure that you subscribe to the show on one of those or another of your favorite podcatchers um leave a comment and rate the show if you have a moment we'd greatly appreciate that and uh yeah i you can email the show at show at movies and uh visit the website movies for my life.com and i think that's about it so thanks for hanging out with us Thing, 'Cause I'm gonna totally put this clip uh because I might I might chop it, y- you up and put you in wow that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I might chop you up and put you all over the place. Uh I'm, and then return some videotapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>